Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. Welcome to your creativity. <laughs> See, Dylan like starts me, and then he's just like, he wasn't really ready. But welcome to your creativity. I'm Steve. I'm Dylan. And we actually have a really cool guest today. And we traveled to Utah County. We haven't gone to Utah County with a podcast before. No, I grew up in Utah County. American Fort? Yes, sir. And then I left. <laughs> But, but I grew up in, in Utah County, and I actually grew up with our next guest. We went to school together. So yes, Corey Clausen is our guest. He is an amazing sculptor. We just got a big tour down here. We're at um, Forevermore. What's your actual title? Yeah, what's your actual is it title? Like God yeah. of Sculpture, <laughs> or is it like what? I'm, I'm the Evermore Sculptor. That, that sounds like I'm the only sculptor, but... Um, I'm the figurative sculptor, so I'm doing all the monuments and all the statues, and and uh, we've got other sculptors that are making uh, costumes and masks and you know monsters and whatever. But for people that don't know what Evermore is, how would you describe it? What is Evermore? That is a really it's it's one of those things that you have to like experience to really. Uh, Define it right. How, yeah. I mean, after you guys just took the tour. Yes. It's like a. It's like an immersive, theatrical kind of amusement park kind of. It's it's really hard to define in a in a. I need to come up with an elevator. Description. Kind of, of steampunk it. meets Middle Earth meets. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. where you, it's where you go and forget about the world when when you're in it. You're you're. You're someplace else. It's gonna That's a good elevator yeah. pitch. Yeah. Yeah. When you're here, you're somewhere else. How'd you no. get involved with Evermore? I, uh, I've been involved with Evermore for five years. We, we started five years ago, and uh, um, out of Evermore came something called The Void, which was really, really exciting. So we kind of put Evermore on hold. And developed the void, and now the void's going like gangbusters. So we, yeah, it's had locations like in New York at Madame Tussauds, uh, New York, in Dubai, and Disneyland, and Disney World, and uh, Vegas. We're they're building, they're doing one in Vegas right now. So it's it's doing really well. Doing a Star Wars adventure right now. That's yeah, I saw that down at, uh, at Disney Springs in Florida. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's still there. I'm going down there in 2020 after Star Wars is done down there. You might have a different a different setup by then, but at, you know the locations are sold out until like months for months right now. Okay, when it gets closer, I'll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's amazing how much technology changes, even like six months to a year or five years, and like looking back at how much technology has changed. So with the void. Does any of your sculpting impact like the void? Or does it translate over? How would that translate over? So uh, actually I started sculpting digitally when when we started up the void. So I learned uh, ZBrush and Maya and you know played 
got to play a little more with Photoshop. And, but um, so yeah, I just went digital. So everything in the in the virtual world still has to be you know Built, created, yeah. sculpted, whatever. Was that hard uh, to translate over? <clears throat> it was awesome. <laughs> it was it was amazing. Uh, yeah, it's a little you know kind of I'm kind of an old dog, and learning the new tricks was. Uh, so Corey and I are only 25. Yeah. So I mean, just for those they're, people listening, youngsters. we're not that yeah. old. We're only like 25 ish, 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 ish. That's a big ish. How many ishes? <laughs> Shut up, Dylan. It's just, just, just a few. I'm probably older than both of you, so I, I have room to talk. 25 with about 27 ishes on the back end of that. Almost <laughs> <laughs> the word. But so, Corey, you and I really did grow up together. Like yeah. we went to the same schools. Um, we, I asked you as we were walking around, like looking at some of your sculpting, were, what, you always loved sculpting. Always, always loved art. I discovered sculpture in high school. My high school art teacher, Mary Judd, gave me a block of clay and that was it. See, I was lucky just to make it to classes and actually like <laughs> stay in, but like to to actually take what I learned in high school to become kind of like such a pivotal role of what you ended up doing. Did you see that then? Did you know that this is what you were going to do? You know, okay, so until actually again, Mary Judd, I, I got to drop her name again because she also got me a job at a foundry in high school which was my first experience with professional sculptors and artists, you know, people that actually made a living making art, which that was, I had never even considered that, you know, that I, I didn't even realize people How did, old were people you did when that. The, when you started there? 17, maybe. So a few years ago. Yeah, a few, just a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, 17. So, I think at 17, I was like, lucky to show up just to like yeah. lunch or to get food let yeah. alone a job what did you do do you remember what your first job was there so i started uh, as a bronze chaser uh you know welding and grinding on the statues putting them back together again and and whatnot but over the years i was there i worked my way through junior college at the foundry so in that time i think it was six years or something that you know, you kind of did a little bit of pretty much everything at the foundry. So, and got to meet a lot of great artists and, you know, guys that really kind of inspired me moving forward. People that are still, I, I consider good friends today. So. I'm just mind blown. Like, yeah. you're so talented. And I'm just like, I mean, I, I am just mind blown. So I'm in <laughs> awe, like, sitting here talking with you. And, um, Who's some of the people that inspired you, like, through the years? Anybody? So there is a uh, – well, I got to qualify it by saying, you know, anybody that does – that is, like, true to true to their art, I, I have a lot of respect for. So one of my biggest inspirations was a, a guy named Grant Speed, who's a Western artist. I'm not a Western artist. That's why I – that's why I made that definition. But this guy was amazing and, and completely friendly, completely just just a phenomenal artist, a very successful sculptor, but just so down to earth. And, and I just loved him. Another one, uh, Craig Varner is another great artist. He's, he's, 
he's still producing and still just amazing. Um, Dennis Smith. I mean, I could I could name drop all day long. Uh, Laura Lee Stay. Um, I mean, these are these are all kind of the people right ahead of right ahead of me. You know what I mean? The ones that that I was doing their bronzes and and yeah, as a kid and looking up to them and um, still do. I still look up to them. They're they're fantastic. What styles stuck out to you then? They that kind of piqued your interest. Uh, figure sculpture, in general, and for me, the the more classical stuff. You know, the um, a little less contemporary. I, I love I love the classics. I mean, historically, I you know, there's the big three: uh, Michelangelo, Bernini, and Rodin. I consider the big three that you know, if you want to be like anybody you want to be like them because they're they're amazing there's there's just no no way around it i feel more uh attached to like rodin as far as my style goes probably because uh michelangelo and bernini were carving out of marble and i and i make my stuff out of clay and then cast it in bronze or whatever the job requires but have you collaborated with any artist uh, directly and like, um, no, I, I, well, I've, 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 it kind of, it's kind of been a unique journey for me as an artist in terms of a lot of the big statues that I've done, um, have been for companies. So in terms of collaboration, I've worked on a lot of projects with groups of sculptors, um, but not so much, uh, I haven't collaborated much in terms of, uh, like, Hey, I want to do. I want to do this sculpture. I want you to, you know, give me your idea. You know, yeah. it, not, it hasn't really gone. You don't down want to make like a that. chocolate Steve. That sounds awesome. Steve. <laughs> you can make a chocolate <laughs> I think Steve we need someday. We figure out a way to make that happen. Yeah, I saw some work online you did with uh, James Christensen. He would draw those characters in. Yeah, you. yeah. So there was a, there them. was a, a time when I worked for. Uh, it was Varner Studio. So I mentioned Craig Varner. Uh, is one of the artists that I really respect um he had a little studio where they were making uh uh james christensen paintings are you guys familiar with his paintings the the real fantasy whimsical uh, but really detailed very detailed very very detailed um and and they were making uh taking those paintings and turning them into sculpture taking the characters with all the bells and whistles literally bells and whistles and and all the all the, the little staffs and the, yeah, like the yeah. fish or the bird figures, birds, yeah. fishwalkers. Yeah, these crazy, amazing, amazing I, I remember seeing one at ZCMI. That's why when I found him, that popped out at me because yeah, yeah. there would be that, the sections with his paintings and then there would yeah. be a few figures. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I had an opportunity to, to work at that studio for a short time and, and really, wow, that's some detail. And the amount of hours it takes to to bring that those those collectibles up to that level, you don't see that much. Because the paintings were usually done from a side view, and it just making that mm-hmm. three dimensional. Yeah, but you had to interpret and and uh, yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. What a, what an opportunity. Worked with a, a good handful of guys. It was a small studio, but it was really. Really impressive work came out of there, I thought. And now I need to look it up. I need to go check them out. 
Greenwich. It was Varner Studios is, is who, who we were working, uh, who, we, who I was working for. And uh, the whole thing was for Greenwich workshops. Yeah. So, so after high school, mm-hmm. d- you worked at the foundry. Did you go travel to any of these places to see some of the art? No, I got married young and started raising a family. And, you know, the foundry doesn't make any employees rich. Maybe the owners and the and the artists, but uh, so I stayed pretty close to home. Um, so no, <laughs> I didn't travel. But you knew that you wanted to get to be a sculptor, and you, you did that. So what were the steps that you took to even get to that next step? So <clears throat> Laurel Lee Stay. Uh, at least I'm going to credit her with telling me this. I in my memory, it was her that said it. She said. Uh, being an artist was the greatest blessing she'd ever been cursed with. And that's kind of how it feels. It's like if, if, if you really want to be an artist or a successful artist, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing else for you. I, I taught jewelry making at, at Salt Lake Community College for a little while. And uh, I'd get questions like that. And I'd say, or they'd say, you know, so how did you become an artist? And I'd tell them that if, if you can do anything else, do that, you know, and do this as a hobby yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. It's like the best job ever, but it's also got so many challenges, you know, keeping, keeping the lights on is a huge challenge when you're, when you're an artist, there's a very small percentage that actually are successful. When I was when I was going to BYU, I, I had a class and and uh, gosh, I can't remember which cl- what what the name of the class was, but one of the guest professors said, uh, oh, I, I'm I'm gonna say it was in the 90s, like 90 percent, over 90 percent. This was like looking back at tapes because really we're 25 ish. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's just just looking last arch- year, last archive year, archive movies <laughs> or <laughs> videos of the class. BYU. Um, he said over 90 something percent of the um, Students, once they graduate, I, I, I swear it was... Anyway, it was really high percentage. I don't want to misquote, so I'm going to leave it vague. But really high percentage of people will never do anything with their art after they graduate. And these are art students at a respectable Yeah, a lot of, a lot of the people I went to graphic design school with, they don't do any of it now. There's like two or three of our, you know, yeah. people of 40 that were going through the program. Yeah, it's just like... And me, I can't imagine doing anything else. Exactly, yeah. So if you can do anything else, <laughs> do it. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things. And at the time, I was I was thinking, oh, you poor suckers. You know, it's it's always the other guys that aren't gonna aren't gonna do it. And I mean, I guess that's true because I've been I've been doing it for well since I'm only 25. <laughs> Just a few. Years since I'm only 25, few, I've been doing it like my whole life. Anyway. <laughs> Most of your pieces are are big pieces. Um, when I doing research, I found out that you did the giant elephants in Hollywood, just down the street from where they had the Oscars the yeah, other day. Yeah, Hollywood and Highland, the Co- the Kodak building. Yeah. How so, did you get that gig? Well, that was again that was for a company that does a lot of theming, and and I was at, at that period I was their uh, head sculptor. So I got I was able to make the maquette and kind of 
run the project. It was it was amazing. That that elephant is so big; it's 34 feet tall that we never saw it together. We couldn't put it together in the shop because so it was like so tall. Quarters. Go, yeah, we did it in thirds. And we'd sculpt like say the bottom the bottom third, and then we have a transition area that then we'd take that and set it from the top you know, the top like four feet and then set that on the floor and start building up some more. So we had like a transition zone to make sure everything stacked properly. That was probably the biggest thing that, that I've ever had the opportunity to work on. Yeah, that, that opened in like 2001 or something. Like. Sounds about right. I went in 2004 and as soon as I saw it, I, I took a picture immediately. So somewhere at home, I've got a picture of it. Of the yeah. elephants? Yeah. In the, that kind of courtyard area? Yeah. It just yeah. it just blew me away. Awesome. When you sculpt anything, do you ever do hidden like little eggs or little treasures that you may know about, but some people have to look for? Yes. I'm not going to reveal. <laughs> you did on the elephant? Did you put a, an, I, I a golden I egg? I didn't do anything on the elephant. No, not that one. Some of the other ones, though. So all of these, like you do a ton of gargoyles, gargoyles and you've done like... You're doing a David and all kinds of stuff right now. Michael. Michael, David. (laughs) (laughs) So you're doing, but but they're going to have a a hidden. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to go figure it out. Will you give us hints? Like, I mean, like if I start looking at some of these (laughs) things, would someday you give us like a little hint of where it's at? Or do you put like your child's name somewhere hidden in it? No, I've done I've I've done that too. I've 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 uh, signed my name in different places on on different statues, you know, and not not the big nameplate, you know. But anyway, it's like a weird crease or something. Yeah, yeah, some little. <laughs> okay, odd, now I'm totally place. gonna have to like go and look for these yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, the Mayan and Jordan Collins. Those that's another big outdoor, not as big as the Hollywood thing, but. The Mayan stuff that that was was there stuff inside too. I'm trying to remember. It's been yeah a while. Yeah, so we did the uh, there was the waterfalls and the, the cliff yeah. jumpers. Those all those rocks were fabricated, and uh, that wasn't so much a, a creative endeavor for us. It was more casting and the people that assembled it. But there's a face. I don't know if you remember. There's a face in the rock that like lights up. You don't only see it when the light hits it just right. And it, I think. It growls at you. So are there hidden faces in some of the other sculptures that you've done (laughs) that when the lights like light up, it's going to like. No, but after this conversation, I'm going to start incorporating stuff like that. (laughs) Okay. When the light hits it just right. (laughs) (laughs) A little picture of your dog hidden somewhere somewhere in the sculpture. Just when the sun comes down just Just so. Just so. (laughs) Okay. Now talk to us. You talk. You you showed us Michael, um, but you, you, so you showed us Michael and it's huge and it's, it's big. Walk us through that. Like you told us how long, how long has it taken you on this so I, piece? I started that, um, the first round of, of Evermore before, before we diverted to the void. And, uh, that was five years ago. And, um, I figure I've been working on it eight months to a year when I subtract all the time that I wasn't working on. So it, it's a pretty big, pretty big project, 17 feet tall. Um, I, I don't even remember how many figures are in it. I think there's like 
15 different figures on the statue. Um, it's, it's Michael, Michael's the main one. And then, yeah, Michael vanquishing Satan. So it's a, it's kind of a Genesis kind of deal, kind of classical theme, you know? So, and, uh, so the Evermore storyline is all about like portals to different worlds. That's, that's kind of the under, under there's a portal in the statue, isn't there? So, so the, 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 (laughs) the the fountain is a portal, right? It's, Michael's booting Lucifer out of heaven and and Lucifer and all of his cronies, you know, they're stuck in a portal. So, Steve, if you jump into the pool, you won't be knocked into a different part of the park. You might not like it. He says that, but he kind of is hinting that maybe. Don't jump into the pool. (laughs) (laughs) Do Do you ever feel overwhelmed? Like, Honey, it's going to be a late night. I need to finish the statue. And, like, so it's just going to be... Do you ever feel a time crunch? You know, uh, the closer we get to opening, the more. I, I didn't used to feel the time crunch but, but on this project. But, man, I, you know, you're starting to feel it because the opening date is coming up. When is opening date? Is it public? July. Yet? July 1st? Don't July-ish? Know. Let's say July-ish, yeah. I kind of like the 15th. It's a good day. Okay. Done. Done. <laughs> July 15th. If I have any polls. Let everyone know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let everybody know on my end. So in July, it's going to open. Yep. Yep. And then, of course, the uh, the biggest season for us will be the, the Halloween season. So September through October. October and yep. then we'll switch it up and we'll have a big... Uh, uh, Winter festivals and spring festivals, and, you know, that's that's the way it, that's the way it rolls. I think that's incredible. Now, when you're actually creating this stuff, what kind of environment or situation is best for you just to lock in and, you know, crank through stuff? Is it, you know, music playing or yep. silence or? Yep, I always have. You know, not all the guys like the kind of music I listen to, but I always have. Uh, Kind of indie folk is is my creative music. So when I'm sculpting, I've got uh, Abbott Brothers or you know another band like that cranking. It was pretty quiet when we walked through right now. So is that scripture on. time? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. like a scripture time in the studio. Uh, for some reason, I decided to go with headphones today, so the radio was down really low. Anyway, usually it's not. Usually I've got the radio cranked. You know, so what advice would you have? You talked about your teacher, um, and well, and we talked about Miss Judd. And what advice would you have? How would you think she would feel about your work? What would she say to you? And then, what advice would you have for some kid that's listening right now, that's wanting to go into this? Boy, I love, I love Mary Judd. She was, she, she is the best. Um, I hope she's, I hope she's proud of me. We're gonna have you know? to find her and then make yeah. sure she gets yeah. this. You should. You should interview her too. I bet she's got stories because I know just following her on on you know and communicating with her on Facebook that there's a lot of students that are still, if not doing it professionally, they're still playing around with art and and I got to think that a lot of that's because of her. You know, just kind of inspired you. She had a 
she had a good way. So did Coletti. Coletti was really good too. I, I liked I liked both of them a lot. We were pretty lucky at Mary, our school. Mary was Mary was fun because you know if you if you ditched her class or came in late, if if you brought her a remember big chills is what we called them, just the, <laughs> the like a big gulps. Yeah, the big gulps from hearts. Then then it was all good. She's retired now, so I can't get her in trouble. So she anymore. won't be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Principal probably took the big gulps too. Yeah, yeah probably so. <laughs> and what advice would you have for somebody else that's looking at you in awe? Um, boy, if you love it, do it. If 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 you know, if you're not passionate about it, move on. Find something out because really, I, I mean, I don't want to say that I don't want to like discourage people, but really, it's it's a it's a it's a wonderful wonderful thing to do, but it's it's hard and it and it's frustrating when when you know it's not going your way. <laughs> do you have any regrets? regrets? Any regrets? No. No, it's what I do. Uh, that's it's all I do. And, you know. I'm happy to I'm happy to be making a living doing it. Where do you see yourself in ten years? At uh, thirty five. On a beach with no, I don't know. <laughs> uh, doing this. Doing this for for evermore and doing a lot of my own stuff as well. That's the thing. You gotta balance uh you know, I, I'll, although I get to kind of decide, or I have as of to this point, I get to decide kind of what I'm going to sculpt forevermore. Um, you always want to kind of pursue your own, pursue your own things as well. So that's. Do you have idea. privately? Do you have stuff for where people can locate your any sculptures? I've got a website. Pieces that you can Claus, do. Clausensculpture.com. Okay. Actually, right now it's clausensculpture.weebly.com. But okay. I'm working on that. I'm trying to figure out, you know, I don't know the website stuff. I'm trying to figure out how to get rid of that weebly part in the. I, I know. We know the people that you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan's amazing yeah. at that. I've, do done, that, a, I've done a few websites in my time. Okay. Awesome. But yeah, and I'm always looking for uh, projects. So. Well, if I had the means and, you know, because I've got ideas bouncing all over the place, and I don't have the means. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cheap, that's for sure. Bronze is not cheap. It, it, actually, talking about cost, something like the Michael, okay, just the material, like the clay, everything that would go into well, it. Just a ballpark I figure. Can, what would that cost? You, I can tell you if um, if we did bronze, uh, not counting the stat, the the my time sculpting and and all that but the mold and the and the ch foundry costs and all that stuff i'm i i just got a bid back not long ago and i think that's 175,000 it's pretty nice for car. that that doesn't sound like much to me really for that statue that that's just bronze cost and then i'd throw my cost on top and you know i if I've been working on it a year, then you're going to, you know, you're going to, let's just call it an even 300,000. And you have a lot of these pieces all throughout the park that's opening. Yep. Yep. That's just amazing. Like, I hope that you guys have a little tour about it and just little inscriptions about each piece because it's incredible. Like when we walk through your studio here or the warehouse, 
It was amazing looking at every piece of art, every piece of costume, like just the hand etching on the leather work or the, the, the sewing on the costumes. I don't know if people realize all that goes into it. Oh, it's amazing. Tons of detail. And you, these, these guys that I work with here are just amazing. They are so talented in, in every department. They're just, it, it's, Ken's really gathered a, an amazing group. How lucky is Utah to have that here? Because, I mean, this is something that, that rivals whatever, you know, Scott, like Lucas and all of those guys. Mm-hmm. This rivals anything that I've ever mm-hmm. seen. The Hems, the, like Jen Henson and all those guys, all the sculptures. Witta, How lucky yeah. are we to have you guys here? Like, do you recognize how cool that is? That is, that is really cool. Um, there seems to be a lot of really talented people around here, and I don't, I don't know why that is, but I think just the, the, the culture kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of appreciates the creative side of things, although, you know, Utah, Utah is famous for not paying well. Or, yeah. You know, there's a lot of sculptors in Utah, but they all sell their stuff outside of, the, outside of Utah, you know, so there's... All, all you get promised here is, oh, we'll give you... You know, some attention. Well, yeah, yeah. And it never, yeah. never pays off. So there's a guy, um, speaking of, well, I want to, I want to, I want to connect this to, to, you know, my experience here. There's, there's, there was a guy named Gustav Vigelin, uh back in the 20s or, I don't, I don't know, turn of the century, some, somewhere back there. <clears throat> and he, uh, the story, the way I understand it, you know, there's probably some huge holes in the way I understand the story, but the city of, I believe it was Oslo, um, came to the him and said, hey, we want you to sculpt for us. We'll pay you. We'll give you a park and a studio. I think they gave him an old church or something as a studio. And just create and fill this park, you know, with whatever whatever you do. That's the way I understand it. I'm, I'm oversimplifying, I'm sure. So that experience, that would be the dream. Because I don't, I don't know about you guys, but most artists, I think, are not the best businessmen. And the ones that are good, good artists I'm and not. good <laughs> businessmen, they're, they're going to do really well. But I know I'm not. I'm not I'm, you know, I don't have a head for business at all. So to have somebody say, hey, come sculpt for me. Come sculpt what you want to sculpt, more or less. You know, here's our theme. I've, that's that's kind of, I'm kind of living that version of, my version of that of that dream, it, working for Ken and Evermore. So, man, I'm I'm feeling pretty, pretty good about things. I'm just okay. The whole time I'm watching you, you're just like lighting up and you're just smiling because <laughs> you really do truly love what you do. And I actually think Utah's truly going to love what you all have created. So I'm really excited for you to open. Well, yeah. And again, from my perspective, to get to do, you know, classical type sculpture, just just as much as I can produce, you know, that's, wow. That's what I, I mean, that's what I want to do. That's, that's, that's it. If I can do that forever, that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. <laughs> That's cool. And it's like, what do you love? Do you want to do it all the time? Come on over and we'll give you money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. In a nutshell. That's 
What can people do right now to support you guys? Uh, boy, when the park opens, tell all your friends, come and come often. I think we, I think it's gonna, it's gonna kill it. We've, it, it, oh, you guys really need to come by. You guys need to Can we come back and do a podcast again? Absolutely. Absolutely. I know the guys, the other guys out in the shop would love to, uh, would love to talk with you as well. Okay. We'll come back. We'll do our part. Dylan has like I have bonus questions. <laughs> Who's your favorite Muppet and why? <laughs> it's got to be Animal. Th- th- that seems to be a common answer. Is it? They just loves Animal. Oh shoot! I'm not even original. I love Animal. Everybody He's... loves Animal. He's wild. He is wild. Yeah. Th- th- it's it's. Uh, what's that Queen song? Oh, Bohemian. Yeah, Rhapsody. the Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> that's it <laughs> mama I, I love that voice. I can't do the voice who would play you in a movie of your life oh, I don't even know my answer to okay, this okay right now as we're interviewing him Corey's sitting on a throne <laughs> and like so he's sitting on this throne and he's like the most humble person ever but he's like my little minions that are gonna sit here you know be off with you Oh shoot! Who would play me? Uh, a bald guy with a beard. Who's who's bald with a beard? That's the dude. You could Eisenberg. be Eisenberg. John Malkovich. <laughs> no, oh, that's funny. You said Eisenberg because uh, <laughs> doing the silicone, I've been wearing the the monkey suit, the the white monkey suit, and everybody the, the hazmat suit. Yeah, the hazmat suit. suit yeah, <laughs> everybody out there has been calling me Heisenberg. So Eisen Heisenberg. Yeah. So Brian, Brian, Brian Cranston. Yep, that better be the guy. Do you have any more questions, Steve? I'm, I'm, I'm just still in awe. I'm still processing what we saw in there. Just what this park's going to be in the detail. And you're going to send us some of the pictures that we can post yep, with the bet. podcast. So yep, we'll post them you. too. Yep. Corey, thank you. Thank you. you so anything so else you want to ask us? When you're coming down with chocolates. I know. I Next forgot time, chocolates. I'll make sure I'll... I'll make a special trip. I'll just bring chocolates down. I can do that. Sounds fantastic. Awesome. We'll do it soon. Thanks, guys. No, thank you. Thanks for taking time out. Sorry, it's gonna put the sculpture behind a little more. <laughs> you might a little more tonight. Sorry. Got an yeah, hour, we still a couple, hour couple hours from him. So, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You are so welcome. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Woo woo. Podcast is done, man. <laughs>